What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Guapish Rule 34. I am your host, and I don't know what I'm doing. It's Hunter Nikolai, now passing off to Tanner. That's right, everyone. I'm also here. Merry Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve. Introduce the other ones. Okay, it's me again, Hunter. We have two other special little people. Uh, I don't mean that in a derogatory... Okay, uh, Nico. I'm dreaming of a white Kwanzaa. <laughs> oh, interesting. Good for you, man. Good for you. Inclusivity. And, of course, Jackson. Hi. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, it's Christmas Eve. And you we know what that it. means. What does it mean? Tomorrow's Christmas. It does mean that, actually, yeah. It means it's almost Jesus' birthday, guys. Woo! Well, technically. I can't wait for Jesus' quinceanera. Right? I feel like that's probably already happened. Did Jesus have a bar mitzvah, Hunter? Um, you know, looking at the ge- geological uh, evidence, I have no idea. Hmm. That's a, that's actually a good question. Are bar mitzvahs, like, an ancient, ancient thing, or is it... I think that's a current thing. Or no, more current thing. Is that a cultural thing or a race it's, thing? It's a Jewish... It's like a Jewish, like, they turn 13 and they're like, You're a man now! Yatta! Da, 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 da. Is that when they, like, they, they carry the chairs around? Yeah, that's the chair thing. Nice. I want bar mitzvah. Yeah, let they me, break glass me. and shit. It's pretty sweet. Opa! I'll, I'll ask the internet. Why don't white people do cool stuff like that? Did Jesus have a bar mitzvah? Now, what it heard was, did Jesus have apartments? And I think <laughs> the answer is no. Yeah, I, d- I, I doubt it. I that he probably didn't. <laughs> well, Hunter, yes, since we he have did you here, have a what? bar mitzvah. He did? He did. That's insane. But uh, it wasn't like a party back then. He just would have read something from the Torah. Oh, oh okay. Sick. Nerd. All right. Well, yeah, Hunter, yeah, since we could. have you here and we're finally able to pick your brain about all of the theological questions that we have, is that what happens? Yes, you are your utmost uh, like expert in this field, I would say. I I guess. So, Hunter, let Hunter me ask was... you this: Riddle uh-huh. me this, Hunter. What the fuck is the filament, bro? The filament? Yeah, the filament. I believe that's the uh, term that <clears throat> the Hebrew text uses to describe where the uh, waters came from during the flood. No, that's the firmament. Oh, well then I have no idea what Hunter, you're talking about. Hunter, what's the about. firmament? <laughs> that's what the firmament is. <laughs> it's where the waters came from. It's how we know the earth is flat. Amen. Hmm. What was it like for before that, though? What was what before what? Well, what was like the firmament, firmament's purpose before that? I don't know. It kept space out. It did stuff and things. Okay. I don't know. I wasn't there. That's fair enough. There is one thing that they, uh, like, talk about in there, but they, like, uh, never really, uh, you know, ex- expand upon it much at all. Well, oh. you see, the Bible's not exactly a science textbook. Right? It just, it talks about what it wants to talk about. Hunter, do you believe that the Earth was literally made in seven days, or was it more so, like, you know, not actually? Did it perhaps you know, take the, uh, millions of years, maybe? There is different theories on it, and we're honestly not sure. I kind of view it as seven days because it's easy for my tiny pea brain to, you know, make sense of it. <laughs> yeah. God said he did it, so I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's good enough for me. The great thing is it's an unfalsifiable theory, so it doesn't matter what you believe. <laughs> I remember our youth pastor was big on that. He said, well, the text uh, appears to state that's literal, so who's really to say, you know? I've heard uh, nah. some experts uh, on, like, you know, theology and shit recently talk about, yeah, it, was, it probably wasn't actually. Like, you know, I could easily see it taking millions of years, but who knows? Yeah, maybe. but what do they know? It could be either or. We're not sure right now. Yeah. Will we ever figure it out? 
Yeah, probably not. <laughs> you think uh, time travel is possible, Hunter? Do I think it's possible? Yeah. Um, Do you think uh, that Jesus could time travel if he wanted to? Yes. Final answer. Okay. For both regards. Okay, How do you now, think time travel works, Hunter? Is it like a, you know, is like one timeline, so the basic bitch ass, like a Back to the Future sort of rules? Or do you think it's like a split timeline situation like in the Avengers Endgame? Um, Endgame kind of sucked, so I'm gonna go with not that answer. Okay. It didn't make any sense. And again, I don't know these things, so I'm gonna go with, I don't know, you can just go back and forth and then like, if you change, it'll probably have an effect on Hmm. Okay. Let's come up with a movie plot for a movie about a time-traveling Jesus. This sounds like heresy. I'm in. <laughs> so, what what do you think is the first thing Jesus does if he decides to time-travel? Um, I think he'd play himself in The Passion of the Christ. <laughs> I think that he would come to North America, personally, so that he could, like, you know, preach his uh, gospel to the people here. He okay. already did that. To, like, He's the Native Joseph American Smith. tribes and such. There we go, yeah. Wow. That makes sense. And then I think you'd come back later again uh, to tell a guy about it, <laughs> but, like, do it in you a think? secretive way that, like, you know, <clears throat> no other people really know about, but, like, only that guy. And he'll give him, like, a new gospel to preach to all the people of Earth. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That makes sense. Very yeah. interesting. I think that he would have stopped the second <laughs> <laughs> Not the first one? <laughs> well, you need to give people some like agency over themselves, you know. Yeah, of course. You can't, can't always just rip it away from them. It's like, but at okay, a certain guys, point, one plane, sure. Two planes, that's excessive. Too much. <laughs> Too much. He bursts into the cockpit. The CIA. Oh, uh oh, uh oh. Look at this guy. He's making slimes. Look at this guy. He's making slimes. Maybe he was the one who stopped it from hitting the Pentagon. There you go. Maybe the real Pentagon. The friends who made it along the way. Okay. <laughs> How many uh, floors is the Pentagon? Um, 90? That doesn't sound correct. I thought the Pentagon was just like a circular big disc. No, it's a Pentagon. Like like a room. No, it's a Pentagon shape. I thought that the Pentagon was like some weirdly impossible thing where like, you know, how you see it from the outside isn't like actually what's like within it. (laughs) It's like a Mobius strip sort of situation is how I've heard it described many times. I believe what you're thinking of is that they designed it that way so that every point in the building is the same amount of distance from every other point in the building. Yeah. What? Yeah, something like that. All right, if you say so. Wouldn't that just be a circle then? Maybe it was easier to build this way. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do I look like an architect to you? Honestly? A failed architect, but yeah. Mm. Can you do kind of radio architect vibes? I like the idea of there being, like, a bidding war amongst construction companies over what they were going to do for the 9-11 memorial. Do you think that happened? Yeah. And there were also going to be companies there that were just proposing to, like, rebuild them or whatever. It should have just been a statue of Mark Wahlberg. There there was going to be, like, there'd be some guy at this, like, town meeting. He's from a construction company. He's like, hey, uh... I say what we do is we build them again, but we have a third tower. Because uh-huh. we're New York and we're back better and stronger. Yeah, that could work. <laughs> I feel like you guys aren't playing along with this bit. No, it's okay. I just think your accent's a little off. I'm sorry. I'm a, I can't I'm get a fully immersed the in it, dude. I do find it in... I, it's very darkly funny to me that the 9-11 memorial is just a big hole in the ground. <laughs> There's something kind of fucked up about that, in my opinion. It is a little sad. Yeah. Like, this is... Like, I don't know. 
I, I think a nice plaque, maybe a statue of, you know, some firefighters or whatever would have been nice, but they just made a big pit, and they're like, this is where the building used to be. I mean, there's something very poignant about that, you know? I guess, but it seems dark. <laughs> I think that's, that's the like point. if, uh, yeah, that's like if for, uh, like, Pearl Harbor, for the Pearl Harbor Memorial, it was just like, um... Some plane wreckage. Yeah, like... <laughs> Yeah, like some plane wreckage. A ship that's just constantly on fire. Yeah. <laughs> the eternal flame. Yeah. So since we're currently in the holidays, you know, and we're trying to get that little holiday spirit going here, boys. Do yeah, you guys have any, like, you know, family Christmas traditions at all? Um, normally we eat tamales on Christmas, but we haven't been very consistent about that. Well, we're doing it this year. Damn, I shouldn't have eaten tamales last night. <laughs> you stupid idiot. White tamales? It seems like a strange Christmas dinner. It's fun and quirky. White mm. people like to steal other things. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think we had any other... We've definitely food. talked about this in previous years, but are you guys a Christmas presents on Christmas Eve or Christmas presents on Christmas Day kind of person? Christmas Day for sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of times with my family, though, we'd like open a present like the night before... Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. A little, little, little teaser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little teaser. A little cock tease. Just to oh, shut those oh. damned kids up. <laughs> yeah. You were one of those kids. I was. I really I'm, I'm pretty presents. firmly in the Christmas Day camp. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson, did you go to sleep? No. Uh, when are you opening presents? The day of. I actually saved mine. For- <laughs> well, why? Oh. Why well, do anything, I guess? <laughs> Nihilism, my favorite. Yeah. Nihilus, a nihilist Christmas. I don't ever open up my presents. Doesn't even make sense. I yeah. wait for me to be sad. I'm too happy on Christmas to open presents. <laughs> if I never I open for... them, I'll never be disappointed. I just <laughs> destroy my presents before I open them. I like the idea that someone just saves all the presents they get during like Christmas or birthdays, and they wait until they feel sad, and then they open it. <laughs> they just have a closet full of gifts. Yeah. They're like, man, I feel kind of bummed out today, and they go open up a gift from when they were like seven or something. Oh, like, so it's, oh. it's the five-foot-long G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. <laughs> My mom did get me a puppy. I always <laughs> wanted this as a kid. <laughs> I got really bummed out when back. I didn't get it. Yeah. We should go back to making, like, really excessively large children's toys. Like, you know how they have those little remote control... Not remote control. Those little, like, cars that kids can sit in and drive oh, around. Yeah, those are sick. Make a real size one out of plastic. <laughs> Dude, I always fucking wanted one of those things. I was so jealous of all the other kids who had one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's pretty cool. That's just privilege. You knew who the privileged kids were when yeah. they pulled up in the new Jeep. That's yeah. right. If they're driving a, a plastic gray Hummer around. If she has that pink Barbie little truck thing, mm-hmm. then you know that she is a... That's not... Okay. Hold on. You know she crazy. She crazy. How old do you think a person has to be to be labeled a whore? Mm-hmm. I don't really think there's a particular age thing there. I think it's just okay. all about their mindset. Gotcha. Is it the mindset or... No, no. 13. Finally. <laughs> well, at least I only call 13. Age of reproduction. Yeah. Reproduction. Reproduction. Have you ever seen oh, that? Did you see that Jeopardy clip from a while back where the guy was like... It was talking about puberty. It was like, this age means that kids are like... Blah, blah. The age of 13 for boys, the age of like 15 for girls, and the guy's like, age of consent. <laughs> Whoa, dude, <laughs> chill out. All Based? Right. That's funny. Based. Get him off the show. <laughs> Alex Trebek was like, eh, no. All right, moving on. Alex That's Trebek hilarious. just laughed. <laughs> Hollywood man, I see. 
Hollywood. <laughs> What's your last name, Weinstein? Weinstein, whatever. What do you think Harvey Weinstein is doing for the holidays? Uh, I think he's probably just doing what he does every holidays. I feel like they, they're they pretty lax with that guy in prison. Yeah. I'm sure. Is he even in prison? I thought he's out now. He's already out? How can we just sure. let a criminal like him back on the streets? I don't know. I, I remember hearing a story several years ago that he showed up to like a Louis C.K. comedy show. Hmm. After being released. So. <coughs> Based. Is, uh, is Bill Cosby still in prison? I don't know. Free him. He didn't do nothing. He I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Those women are liars. Jesus. <laughs> I wanted him to drug him. Pudding pops. What the pudding Put your fudge stick in my pudding pop. Do you think Harvey Weinstein, uh, like, has any, like, black leather couches at home? Maybe. I wouldn't be shocked, honestly. Apparently, from what I'm finding about Harvey Weinstein, he is in prison. Allegedly, he's in fucking Rome. What? Who's this? The Apostle Paul? Come on, guys. <laughs> That was, that was really terrible. terrible. That was a good joke. Come on. <laughs> That's awful. It's timely, Tanner. Tis the I season, I know someone bro. who's in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> when in Rome. Who is this? The Pope? Oh, there we go. That's something we could talk about. What do you guys think about uh, the Pope saying the gays are cool with the Catholic Church now? Catholic, am I right? Yeah, I'm generally not a huge fan of the Catholic Church, but I think that this one is finally W. I'll give it to him, man. Hmm. Good What's on funny that. is all of uh, all the cope I see from like online Catholics that are like that's not really what he said. You see, and actually, he didn't actually change doctrine. You see, the Pope can say whatever he wants, but if we disagree with it, then it doesn't count. Then why have a Pope? Exactly. Who is this guy? Think he is? Huh? Wise guy? Some guy gets to sit in the bubble cart and then thinks he can say whatever he wants. Yeah. Bubble cart. Wears a white gown everywhere. What if, what if in uh, the next Mario Kart game they add the Pope in the Pope Mobile? That Dude, that'd be, be freaking sweet. sweet. That'd New be Smash Bros. Bros. character. Pope. They turn the Ice Climbers into the two current living Popes. <laughs> There's two Popes? Yeah, the the last Pope decided to retire instead of die in the chair, so... I thought you are not allowed to do that. You're not. For, that, but, like, you know, he's, he's going... the Pope, so he makes the rules. Does that mean he's going to hell? No, I don't think so. He probably is, the... though. I don't think there was an official rule about it. It's just for, you know, a thousand years it was commonly understood. Yeah, you die. You, you're Pope until you die. And then one guy was like, ah, I don't want to really do it anymore. One second thoughts. <laughs> and I think it's because the Pope right before him, like, he went until he died. But that was during, like, the 70s when we had cameras and shit. And we're like, man, the Pope looks awful. <laughs> Tough scene. Like he looks like he looked like a like a walking corpse, you know, and like, okay, we can't we can't be doing this anymore. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um uh well let's let's look at the guapish topic, see what we got in here. Nico, what's this uh guapish topic you got about swear words? Well, you see, Tanner, the thing about swear words is that, like, growing up, did you guys ever have, like, a certain words that definitely were not swears, but your parents were still like, uh, you can't say that, that's a swear. Oh. I mean, there's, like, uh, the simple ones, like, piss. Yeah. I mean, piss. I feel like, I still feel like that's a swear. You think piss is a swear? Yeah. I gotta take piss, dude. I gotta take, I gotta take a pisser. Grandma, I gotta go take a piss. <laughs> gotta piss like a racehorse. Um, I mean, you know, when we're, when you're, we were really, really little, there was simple stuff like stupid. But. <laughs> yeah, but. Which isn't fair, because I like saying the word but a lot. Mm, wiener. I know wiener wasn't allowed for a little bit there. Mm. 
I hope so. We were kids. <laughs> we were simply oh. children, man. We couldn't say those types of things. I knew people who were like, shut up was a swear word. Yeah, mm. I remember that being a th- Yeah. Not allowed to say that. Illegal. Not allowed. Not allowed. For my stepdad, uh, sucks was a swear word for him, which really sucks. sucked personally because, like, you know... Uh, I had grown up so long uh, with sucks being just totally fine to say, you know, something sucks or whatever the fuck. But like, yeah, once he got into the picture, he uh, he punished me for saying that something sucked. It was awful, man. What did you do, like drop you down the stairs? Yeah, he would just like push me over the railing. <laughs> oh no. He'd sick the dogs on you. Yeah. He'd leave me out in the cold winter air and entirely naked. He'd throw ice water on me. Mm-hmm. He'd, he'd say that if I could uh, last the night, then I was free to come back in. Jeez. But yeah, that one was really fucking annoying. I don't know, Jackson, yeah. did you have anything like that? No. Did your parents swear around you, Jackson? Yeah, all the time. Interesting. My mom has the mouth of a sailor. She stole it. <laughs> she still has it. In case anyone's wondering what's going on with Jackson, he's, you know, it, it's it's the winter season. These times are not very great for him, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. So he's just he's in a really dour mood right now. He's trying to hibernate. Yeah. He really doesn't want to be here right now, but, like, you know, we, we figured, like, it, the best way to get over these wintry blues is, like, you know, just be surrounded by friends for a little bit, you know, and uh, I think he appreciated the offer at the very least. I actually got kidnapped today. Really? How so? Because you just, you picked me up and took me to this strange place I've never been Oh, yeah. You fed me gross food. Yeah. And now I'm sitting down and doing a podcast. Do you think anyone has ever done a <laughs> podcast with a, like... <laughs> Like a, a kidnapping, kidnapping victim, <laughs> like they've actually. That's a great concept. That's a yeah. That's an awesome. If there were a way to get away with it, I would absolutely start like kidnapping. Tell you what, here's what you got to do. Is Tara admitting to a crime right now? It's a pre-crime. You set up a podcasting studio in the back of a van, mm-hmm. and then uh, you drive around until you find someone vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yeah. And then you kidnap them, you strap them to a chair, and you're like, listen, we're going to do a podcast episode. We're going to talk about sports. We're going <laughs> to... Yeah, and it's just a sports podcast. <laughs> you're driving around kidnapping people just to talk about the NFL. So you think the Eagles are going to win it all this year? <laughs> Sir, who are you? Can I go talk to my mom? Not till you tell me how good Patrick Mahomes is. Are you a Canelo fan? <laughs> Canelo? <laughs> yeah, Canelo Olivares, the current boxing uh, middleweight champion. Oh, I know that. That was just a weird turn. I wasn't expecting <laughs> you to pull that, but good job. Are you yeah. a boxing fan? I'm not a boxing fan. I just know that guy's name. He just likes to hit kids. <laughs> <laughs> you more into the Mets or the Yankees? Yeah. It's about the Mets, baby. The Mets. All about the Mets. It's all about the Mets. The answer will determine whether or not you make it home tonight. <laughs> Jesus. What do you think is a good name for that podcast? Um. Catch me if you can. <laughs> it's terrible. Taken, the podcast. Taken, the podcast. <laughs> That's pretty good. Taken, a sports podcast. Beautiful. This well, seems yeah, guys, doable to me personally. I feel like I, we can Yeah, I that. think we could pull this one off. I think it'd be massively successful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Until, until someone catches on and then we get stopped. But <laughs> we can get one of those vans that, like, local radio stations broadcast out of. Mm. Do they still do that? Yeah, I see him around. It'll say like one oh seven point nine, uh, the itch or whatever. The you know. what? The itch. That's like, that's like a that's like a radio station name. The itch. Welcome to one oh five nine, the bear. <laughs> Playing Oregon's best country hits. <laughs> Welcome to eighty eight point seven, the smell. 
Classic rock and roll all day long. First things first, I'm a- <laughs> <laughs> Good old Imagines. What do you think Imagine Dragons is doing for Christmas? You're acting like it's a singular person. <laughs> do you think they spend Christmas together? I sure hope so. Yeah. I like to believe that. Do you think Imagine Dragons like each other? No, I think like, that they're they in constant fuse with one another. I don't even think most of them like the name Imagine Dragons, but like one guy's just really holding out for it. He thinks he'll be able to make it work. <laughs> Do you think they actually like their music? Or are they like just as miffed as a lot of us can that they're we, popular? Can we not hate that much on Imagine Dragons, okay? Eighth grade me loved them, so... Yeah, I mean, like, come on, I don't think they're terrible. I don't think they're, like, the Nickelback of our generation or anything like that. They come definitely on, are the Nickelback okay, of our generation. Okay, I also generation. will not accept Nickelback hate. Ridiculous. You're better than this. I do think the but, Nickelback hate is a little overblown, just a touch. Just like the Imagine Dragons hate. I, I do think there's a very direct parallel between the two. Yeah. Did you know that up until the age of, like, 20, I thought that Nicolas Cage would lead singer Nickelback? Yeah. It's pretty good. It's a real thing <laughs> that I thought. They should do a swap sometime. Like, on the next Nickelback album, it's <laughs> Nicolas Cage, and then in the next Nick Cage movie, it's uh, Chad Kroger. There Chad we go. National Treasure 4. National Treasure 4 International. <laughs> international. So, Hunter, since we, uh, it is a very rare instance for you to be on the podcast, I do feel like we need to get a few more of these biblical topics out of the way here real quick with you. I mean, I guess. I don't, I don't think I'm an expert or anything. I mean, you went to college for this stuff. Uh, you, surely you have, like, a much better understanding than we do at the very least. I mean, you guys are pretty dumb, so I guess that works out. Damn. Ooh, boom, roasted. Hunter, what would you say your favorite tribe of Israel is? <laughs> oh, um, I mean, Jesus comes from the line of Judah, so that's probably, like, the best answer to go with. But, I mean, Zebulun, that's a cool guy. Yeah. Tally. What's the one that black people are from? <laughs> I don't think that's how that works, I'm gonna be honest. No, I heard it from a guy, like, there was a guy on the street, he was telling me that black people are Jews. <laughs> He was dressed like Master Sprinter from Ninja Turtles. Was he really? I trust him now. No, I'm making this up. It's probably Gad. I am am talking about the black Hebrew Israelites. Asher, Dan. Yeah. They called me a faggot. Ephraim? (laughs) Somebody from Ephraim called you that? (laughs) That's crazy. Do Jews use the word faggot? I doubt it. They probably get called that too often to feel like they can use it against others. Are people using that to describe Jewish people? (laughs) I mean, Jews are kind of effeminate. What? <laughs> Not the Middle Eastern ones. I mean the ones over here. Is that true? Yeah. Huh. I think that's a common stereotype of them. They're like wimpy and stuff. Huh. Like, Dude, I've enough, seen Ben Shapiro. I, I know it's blatantly not true. Um, actually. <laughs> um, actually. You yourself would be. Okay. 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 <laughs> the technical term for faggot is a bundle of sticks, so thank you for that. <laughs> Next question, Your Honor. Yeah. Uh, what would you say your favorite demon in the Lesser Key of Solomon is? <laughs> I'm sorry. What the... You know. What is the the lesser key of Solomon? The lesser key of Solomon. What is that? So, like, you know King Solomon, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so, like, smart, uh, allegedly he, like, built his empire off the back of demons and shit. He, like, used their help or whatever. What? Where is that? I believe it's in the Hebrew text. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, he's talking about some weird book that I think, like, the Ethiopian church uses or is something. It, is it one of the Apocrypha? It's entirely it possible. He has no yeah. idea what he's talking about. He's I, just, like, vaguely heard of this shit, and now he's just repeating it at He's me. just trying to trip me up. Well, you see, the Lutzer Key of Solomon, uh, like, possesses, like, all the demons that he allegedly used, and, like, how to summon them, and, like, what they can do for you and shit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest, I don't know, I don't know if that's real, and I doubt it is, because I don't think that God would have blessed a guy who's using demons to do his bidding. He has their shit, sigils and shit in there, dude. 
Well, that's my take. That's my <laughs> that's my hot take, guys. Pardon my take. Pardon my take. Hot take. You, I you? don't think the Solomon used demons. Whoa! Pew pew. Those are my sound effects. Can we add those. In? <laughs> yeah, of course. Sick. I don't think I have too many more uh, Bible topics here. Uh, Jackson, do you have any big biblical questions for the Hunter here, dude? No. Just when he finally has a man who has all the answers for him, he doesn't have any questions. I don't have all this. I'm kind of stupid, guys. (laughs) Anyway. Anyways. Anyways. Speaking of demons. Dude, I'm ready to ride this demon straight into Guapish at the movies if you catch my drift. Guapish at the movies. Okay, well now come on. (laughs) Hang on a second here, Tanner. Jackson, what did we watch this week? Uh, the Patreon pick. The Girl from the Other Side. Uh, thanks to Tutbot for requesting The Girl from the Other Side. Um. Hunter, can you describe The Girl from the Other Side? She's hot. <laughs> well, she's a child. Uh, a very small child. Um, <clears throat> uh, she has time. I, I don't think he she sees dies the potential the in her. Of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson, uh, you need to tell like, us a little bit about the girl from the other side. Uh, yeah, it's a girl that got abandoned, and there's like a cursed guy, and he takes her in, and they grow close, and then they go on an adventure to get the girl back to the humans, and then something oh. nefarious happens to her that's kind of unknown about what the fuck's going on, and then the movie ends. Hmm. Ah, uh, that's a great conclusion. What would you say yeah, your it- interpretation of the events in the film were? Me? Yeah. Um, I think she was cursed, and I think she died or converted to whatever the fuck happens from the curse in that last scene, and the flower thing isn't actually her, it's just the fucking guy coping with her still being around. So he's just kind of like around the little the little flower. It's not actually her. Hmm. I see. Like, was she alive at any point in the film, do you think? Um, no. No? What the hell are you talking what do you think was, like, going on then? I think it was hallucinating. Hmm. I guess that is one take of the film. I don't actually agree with that, but yeah. <laughs> Turner, how about you, dude? How did you feel about this movie? You know, um, I really liked it for the vast majority of it. I thought it was a sweet little story. Maybe a bit basic, as we've seen this kind of stuff before, where it's like, oh... This scary-looking individual finds an innocent child, and but they're a good person, so they decide to take care of the child, even though they're scary-looking. Um, my only real problem is I feel the ending does get way too abstract, mm-hmm. to the point where I don't know what it was trying to tell me or what exactly was happening at the end. Yeah, I can definitely feel that as well. Yeah, because just like, you know, fucking... This movie goes fucking balls to the walls at the end of it. To the point where it's like, well... I was kind of invested up until this point, but now, like... I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about any of this shit. What do you want me to take away from this? It's a hard shift, too, because it's like... It's relatively grounded for all the rest of it. Where it is just them, you know, walking around in a very realistic world. Where, you know, they're having to, like, eat and scavenge and stuff like that it's not like very it's not very like very metaphorical Hmm. before the ending perhaps you didn't take as being very metaphorical but there were uh, shit everywhere dude dude did you notice that the the guy was all black and the girl was all white oh my god this alludes to race relations in the u.s (laughs) 
The big part for me about this movie, though, was just that the fucking art style is phenomenal. I'm a massive fan of it. It has mm-hmm. this uh, really nice storybook aesthetic to it, you know? That it, it, it just hits differently for me, personally, man. The animation, on the other hand, I don't think was as great, unfortunately, to sort of carry that as well, though. Uh, aside from, like, you know, at the end when they're doing, like, all this crazy shit, like, it looks so uh, sweet there. But throughout the rest of the movie, it's uh, kind of stiff, generally. And I don't know. I, t- I, I took that as, like, a stylistic thing. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I think it was more so a limitation, if anything. Because uh-huh. with all this, uh, with this fantastic art style, I'd imagine it's not, like, anywhere near as easy to animate for something like that than it was, like, you know, Baku no Hero Academia or some bullshit like that. The Daikimini. <laughs> Outside of that, though, I, I don't know. The pacing for this movie was generally really fucking slow. And things only really started ramping up in, like, the last half of it or so. And, like, you know, once that started happening, I was much more engaged. But everything prior to that, I don't know. Like, the girl's very generic, I would say. She's a generic little girl who doesn't, like, you know, fully grasp the gravity of everything that's going on around her. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I wasn't, like, super engaged until, like, you know, all the, all the fucked up shit really started happening later. I liked uh, the slower parts more, honestly. Hmm. You just like seeing this little girl and this big monster man just trying to get along, you know? Just trying to make yeah. their way in this world. It made my cold, cold hearts feel something. You liked it when she made pancakes, but they were all burnt, and she was like, Ooh, I'm gonna eat the pancakes anyway, and he was like, Hang on, uh, you might get sick, maybe don't do that. Yeah, that was uh, adorable, I love that part. Yeah. Reminds me of how I'll be once I'm a father. <laughs> I'll be just <laughs> like them. I'll tell her not to touch me, otherwise she will get cursed and die. <laughs> I'll never give my daughter any physical affection. But go. she'll know deep down I still love and provide for her. There we go. So, Hunter, how'd you feel about this movie? Yeah, I didn't see it. Bummer. Would you still like to give it a rating anyway? I probably shouldn't. I'm, I'll decline. Okay, fair enough. Jackson, would you like to kick off the ratings here? Uh, I gave it a B. Mm. A B? That's honestly really shocking to me. I thought that you enjoyed this movie like a pretty good deal. I was uh, honestly a little scared that I was going to be the one coming down much further on it, but I'm happy to hear I also gave it a B. Dylan is not currently here right now, but he gave an A-. minus. How about you, Tanner? I also gave it an A-. minus. Whoa, that's absurd. Jackson, where does that movie fall then? Um, B+. Plus. Whoa. Absurd. We could have guessed that. <laughs> wow, math. <laughs> uh, anyway, the next uh, one is what's Nico's. Next? Me? Yeah, you. Holy shit, what movie was it? A Christmas Story Christmas. Insane. Yeah, Christmas Story Christmas. So this is, of course, the sequel to the heavily beloved A Christmas Story. So check out. In this movie, you've got Ralphie, okay? He's uh, much older now. He's much wiser. He's uh, fucking. He's just trying to make it in this world as an author now, okay? He's got his own little family, and uh, he's uh, going around trying to get this book published, but no one's biting, okay? They all fucking hate it. They despise it. He's a massive fucking nerd. They're like, whatever, dude. Sci-fi, get out of here. You ain't no George Lucas. But then Christmas is coming up, it's right around the corner, and he gets a phone call from his dear old mom, and unfortunately, his pops died, okay? He passed away, and so now he's uh, traveling out to South Carolina, wherever the fuck they live, to just have Christmas with them. It was not South Carolina. (laughs) I don't know where it is, so just, you know. It was like like Wisconsin or something. (laughs) He's going out there to keep her company. 
And while he's there, he's like, okay, well, I need to make this the best Christmas ever. Gotta make sure that my mom just loves it. She absolutely adores it. And from there, hijinks ensue, okay? We have some nice little, uh, like, you know, parallels to the original Christmas story. We get to meet a bunch of them characters again who we've uh, who just dearly missed for so long and see what they're at in their lives at this point. And yeah, we just kind of go around for a while, see these uh, folks that enjoy their nice little Christmas, you know? And eventually, Ralphie... He gets fucking arrested, guys. He gets arrested for breaking and entering into his friend's bar because he just needed to get the star for the Christmas tree. Otherwise, Christmas is ruined. And guess who he gets arrested by, boys? It was the very same bully from the very first movie. And it turns out the bully, he's not going to be throwing him in the slam or anything that tonight. He's bringing him back home because, hey, you know what? That beating is just what he needed to get on the straight and narrow. And then they enjoy Christmas, and they sing uh, some, like, you know, really racially charged Chinese songs in the end. Yay. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like this is a very delightful little film. I agree. I liked this one. Jackson, how did you personally feel about it, though? I feel like you were uh, much more down on this one than we were. Yeah, I thought it was kind of fucking boring throughout most of it. Why do you think that is, dude? You, you've seen the original Christmas story, right? Yeah, I'm not looking at it as a sequel. I'm just looking at it as a standalone film, and it was fucking boring. Well, sure. Boring. What was so boring about it, man? I don't know. I don't really like the fucking comedy that much. The story mm. was super generic. It was a fucking Christmas story, and that's the point, but you know, <laughs> it's still a generic fucking Christmas story. Uh, the emotional stuff didn't really work on me. I don't know. Jackson wishes his father was dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that like the emotional stuff hit pretty well for me personally, you know? Like that I... first scene where uh, he gets the news that his father passed away, I feel like that hit very hard for me. I agree. I feel like that show was generally pretty well done. The comedy, it was it was fine for the most part. I think the only part of the comedy that I wasn't, like, super into is uh, when they were, like, uh, got all the fucking drunkies uh, in town and just, like, had them doing, like, sleigh rides and shit like that. I was like, okay, this is kind of whatever at this point. Goofy. Yeah, this is uh, this getting to some, like, more Adam Sandler sort of territory that I'm not as fond of. Everything outside mm-hmm. of that was, it was fairly, like, you know, just kind of, like, wholesome Christmas comedy, I guess. Yes, especially the part where he fucking nails his daughter in the eye, <laughs> blinds her. That shit was fucking fire. I loved that. Yeah. Now, Hunter, you've seen the original Christmas Story, right? This is correct. I have. And did you enjoy that one very much? You want to review that film as well here? I don't. I haven't seen that one in a while, but from what I remember, it's a little, little nice little ditty. You know, nothing too crazy, but you know, it's an entertaining Christmas movie. All right, Hunter. Now, just imagine if they took that film. They just aged the characters up by, like, 40 years or whatever. They killed Uh off, like, half of them. Good. And then they just had them, like, you know, really let loose and just no holds barred anymore, okay? It's absolute chaos from start to finish. How does that sound to you? Wow. That sounds like a uh, pretty, pretty decently ranked movie to me, then. Unfortunately, it's not, because this movie does still have its fair share of issues. Like Jackson said, it is pretty generic for the most part, but... I don't know. At the same time, I feel like for just like, you know, a Christmas film, I don't think they need to do anything super crazy, generally speaking. As Tanner talked about last week, it does have those darker notes to make it a bit more of a somber film in places. I don't think it's like as much of like an outright, you know, comedy as the first one was, which like I looking back, I don't even know just how much of a comedy the first one was either. But they definitely, you know, they cut back on a lot of like the daydreaming and stuff like that. They don't have quite as much of it in this film. But at the same time, they still do have a little bit of it. So, so you know that, you know, there's still the same old Ralphie. He's still a dreamer. He still wants to make him something of himself in life. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I was impressed by... I thought they struck a, a really good uh, balance between, uh, like, how much... 
how many references they put to the old movie and like actually having some restraint. Like they didn't have the leg lamp in there. Yeah. Ooh. It would have been so easy for them to do that and they didn't and I was kind of impressed that they had that restraint. Yeah. To be fair, I believe that the leg lamp does get destroyed in the first film, so... Well, I didn't remember that. Okay. Yeah, they, found a way. yeah the, I, I mean, you, if this was in the hands of a of a much more hack director, he would have been like, "Yeah, they uh, glued it back together." <laughs> His dad bought a new one. Yeah, they would have done the the Kylo Ren helmet treatment mm. to it. He was so infatuated, it became the object of his obsession for years. He hunted another one down. Mm-hmm. It tore the family apart. <laughs> I don't know, Tanner. Do you have any more thoughts on the film at all? Not really. I agree with everything you said. It's got great Christmas vibes. Um, it's a very funny and endearing film. Um, I haven't seen the old one in a long time, but there, there's a decent chance I actually prefer this one to it. Yeah, I definitely think this one stands up there among that one. I personally don't think it's quite as good. I feel like a, you know, there's still a lot of nostalgia speaking there, so I might just need to... Uh, you know, go back, go back and look at a fresh set of eyes. But I don't know. I feel like there are a lot more iconic moments in the original one than there are here. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I do still think this is a pretty delightful little shanty. So as for our ratings, though, Dylan gave this movie a B plus. Jackson, how about you? What are you thinking? B minus. Jesus. Uh, I'm gonna give this one a. Actually, I'm probably gonna give it a B plus along with Dylan. How about you, Tanner? I gave this one an A plus. Holy smokes! I really liked Christmas. I, I liked Christmas as well. Uh, it's a B plus. Whoa, another B. Speaking of B plus, Swamp Thing. <laughs> That's right, guys. We watched the 1982 Swamp Thing, directed by Wes Craven of Nightmare on Elm Street fame. Uh, Swamp Thing is the story of a man named Alec Holland, who's a plant scientist out in the bayou. He's trying to find a way to make super plants, and he accidentally discovers a formula that just I, well, I guess, I, I guess I'm kind of unclear on what exactly the formula does, but it's crazy and whatever. And uh, he gets attacked by a group of mercenaries trying to steal his research, and he gets that gunk all over him, and he, it fucking lights him on fire, and then he dives into the swamp, thus transforming into the swamp thing. <gasps> uh, there's also a lady scientist who I, I guess is maybe our main character... Maybe? I don't know. And she's running around doing stuff, trying to avoid these mercenaries that are trying to hunt her down, because she has his last notebook that they need. And then as she's running around, Swamp Thing keeps uh, showing up to save her. And then eventually, uh, you know, he saves her, and she realizes, oh, this is Alec Holland the Scientist. And uh, they start having a little, uh, a little love story between the two of them, even though he's a gross, disgusting plant monster. Aww. Uh, eventually they are captured and taken to the villain's dungeon where, uh, they find the, the villain manages to make a new batch of the formula. Uh, but for some reason, when the, he forcibly has one of his henchmen drink the formula, it turns him into a tiny werewolf looking kind of creature. Not really a werewolf. It's like, it like shrinks him down into a little person size and he's covered in hair. It's weird. And then uh, the, sign, the the bad guy drinks it, and he turns into a werewolf for some reason. And then he grabs a medieval sword and starts chasing Swamp Thing around until they fight, and Swamp Thing fucking stabs him in the chest with a sword. The end. Nico, what'd you think about this movie? This movie sucked, dude. Damn. It wasn't very good, but in other parts, it was kind of funny. I don't think it was intentional, though. 
At the very least, we did get to see some tits throughout it, which I thought was pretty nice. Apparently, that's due to us watching the international release of the movie. They had uh, done that for, like, you know, a release in Europe and shit like that, because they believe that European people are, like, way into that kind of shit, which... I mean, European I, are perverts. Yeah, I believe it personally. They're just horny. You're a pervert. Yeah. That's also why they made the villain so, uh, like, you know, stereotypically European as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. They thought it would play better over there. That makes sense to me, I guess. Tanner, how do you yeah, feel some... about this one? You seemed, like, real jazzed about it. You were just cracking and cackling the entire time. Oh, yeah, I love this movie. This movie is fucking hilarious. Do you believe the Swamp um, Thing is perhaps a modern classic? It's from 1982, so I'd say no. Is it a classic? Oh yeah, this one's uh, this one's going right into the top of my list of movies I recommend randomly to people. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I thought this movie was fucking funny as hell, and uh, I was surprised at how action packed it was. Like when the the lady scientist she fucking grabs a gun and just fucking destroys some guy. That was uh fucking funny. Um, I definitely thought this was gonna be much more of like a monster like movie. A horror movie, yeah. <laughs> It really kind of wasn't, which was interesting. Um, that fire stunt they had in there, that was, like, actually sweet. I thought that was cool as fuck, and I really liked that part. Yeah, where the guy just gets fucking completely doused in flames and runs right into the swamp. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, you know, it's just a, a bundle of laughs for me the entire time, especially how Swamp Thing, he's fighting these guys but he never kills them he just kind of th- picks them up and throws them into the swamp yeah except for and when the, he like and, crushes that guy's skull yeah except for that guy <laughs> but other than that he's mostly non-lethal <laughs> um and then yeah the ending is so goofy with um with the guy turning into a werewolf that that didn't make any sense and then he grabs that sword and he's just running around after them and then the bruno thing tur- being turned into that little gremlin creature whatever <laughs> it's just a lot of really confusing decisions that are very entertaining yeah. um, so that this one pretty firmly lands in a so bad it's good movie for me um especially uh oh that kid what jude yeah that kid was so like the entire mythos of that character was so bewildering to me that I was cracking up. Uh, I love that kid; he's my favorite character. I believe that when Dylan was uh, talking about him last night, he compared him to Mushmouth from uh, fucking Fat Albert. Dylan would not have made that comparison, but I'm glad you did. I guess, dude. Dylan was a big fan of the live action Fat Albert movie. What are you talking about? The one starring Keenan Thompson. Anyway, um. But yeah, the the idea that this is seemingly like a fourteen year old kid who owns a gas station that was funny as hell. Yeah. Um, there are a few boring stretches in this movie, uh, but I I think they're pretty brief for the most part, so I'm fine with that. And then um, the ending ending was just like I was dying of laughter at that part, especially when when the Swamp Thing looks at the girl and he says, I'll always be with you. And then he walks off into the swamp. Why did he even that say had, that? Why would, he, why would he say that? That had me dying of laughter. That that could have put me on the floor if I were uh, alone. But It's so stupid, man. It's so dumb. It is. Like, it's very silly. That's the most fucking generic, cliche way of ending a movie. But because this movie is old, um, it was actually the first one to do that. And because I can't think of mm-hmm. another movie that did that off the top of my head, uh, you can't dispute it. Yeah, exactly. Swamp Thing was the the first instance of the I'll always be with you trope. Yeah. 
But yeah, I had a great time. I think this is a, a very entertaining watch in that, uh, you know, you'll just have a laugh a minute with this one. Now, Jackson, you also enjoyed this movie a fair bit. How did you feel about it? Um, oh no. <laughs> hmm. Well, surely you must have th- some thoughts on it. I mean, it's total dog shit. It looked <laughs> like they had something going at the start, and then the direction of the movie just crumbled to pieces. Yeah. Well, that's oh, no. unfortunate. I mean, it was How fun. much of a fucking nightmare do you think it was to shoot this movie? Very. That's probably why it turned into a nightmare to direct later on. <laughs> Just wanted to get it done. Yeah, that's probably why. That's probably why they randomly end up in like a medieval castle at the end. Like, fuck this. We can't film in a swamp anymore. This is ridiculous. Hello. Howdy. I was just shutting off the Roomba. Oh, okay. Well, I guess let's go to our rankings. All right. To kick us off here, Dylan gave this movie a rating, which I am going to read to you right now. A B minus. I gave it a B plus. A B plus. That sounds much lower than I was expecting. Well, it's not a good movie. <laughs> I just said it's entertaining. Like you know, being entertaining can only carry a movie so far. Yeah, approximately into B plus rank. Okay. Jackson, how did you feel about this one? Uh, I gave it a D. Damn. Uh, I think I'll give it a D plus personally. Crazy. The problem, like the difference between this movie and Waxwork, is that Waxwork is like trying to be funny and it's really leaning into it which is why i think it's so bad it's funny this movie is just really fucking bad we're laughing at it being bad and that's less excusable for me yeah i have the complete opposite thoughts i think being unintentionally bad is much funnier tweets their own um what the fuck does that make it i don't know um c whoa and speaking of c tier movies jackson what are you gonna be picking for the next week what the fuck am I picking for the next week? I had a pick in mind and then I immediately forgot what the name of it is. Um, I'm picking Liz in the Bluebird. What the fuck is that? Um, Some anime movie. I think so, yeah. When you say that, I immediately think of Matilda. Is it like Matilda? I don't know anything about this movie. Huh. It definitely Liz and the Bluebird? <laughs> it definitely looks like an anime movie, I would say. Yeah, Liz in the Bluebird. It looks like the sort of schlocky stuff you're really into. What do you mean? I don't think you're using the word schlock correctly right there. Dude, Jackson's really into schlock. I fucking typed out the name of the movie on the wrong fucking Discord server. Oops. When I said schlock, I meant schmaltz. It looks like the sort of schmaltzy stuff you're into. Well, I can't Uh, wait to watch it. Dylan chose Gremlins. Gremlins? Yes. That's right. Dylan said that he wanted to watch another uh, Christmas movie, so that's what he went with. And then the Patreon picked uh, Nightmare Before Elm Street. What's the fuck? Before Nightmare Christmas. Before Christmas. <laughs> yes, we've got a, a fucking sweeping handful of Christmas movies this time around. A solid three of them. I can't wait to check them out. Much like how Is Jackson... Is Liz and the Bluebird a Christmas movie? Yes. Much like how Jackson can't wait to tell the people about the Patreon. Um, hold on. Where is it? Where's <laughs> the stuff again? I found it. Uh, you get access to our pre-show. You get... Uh, to see the episodes early, you get access to our Discord, you can uh, request movies and topics, uh, you get 500 slime coins, thank you, also you get your name right out. Insane, just like I'm gonna do right now. Thank you so much to Raheem Rajawani, Kyler Nikolai, briefly interrupting the name reading to say I'm a hebophile, Topperman man, Joshua Bean, Cuties is my favorite movie because the girls are so cute and funny, Tutbot, Lucas Ludet, Hunter, and Jacob Edwards. Hunter, which of those is your favorite patron? Uh, probably Lucas. Fair play, honestly. And with that, guys, I don't know. Do we want to keep going? 
We definitely haven't no. hit the hour yet. That's fine. We did a, a we did our longest episode ever last week. We can make this a short one. Fair enough then. And as always, thank you very much for watching. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.